In today's show, we're looking back at 11 games from Wednesday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Josh Lloyd Ford. Not Josh Lloyd Ford, what am I talking about? Locked On Fantasy Basketball on Instagram. Substack is JoshLloyd48.substack.com. I'm all discombobulated because... As my, uh, as my son just said that Matt Ryan must be uh, driving the summer train here because they've choked away a 28-3 lead, and it is absolutely pissing down. And I don't know what's going on. It is so loud. It's not the middle of winter, yet we are summer. It's summer here, yet it is yeah, not a great weather day. I don't know if you can hear that rain, but it is extraordinarily loud. And here we are, ready to talk about 11 games on a Wednesday afternoon. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> This rain is so loud, I can't even hear the sound drops. I know you can hear them because it's getting fed through the system, but I can't actually hear them. So hopefully all the timing is okay. Let's look at some news. Um, updates on what we didn't know when we did the What to Watch For show. Kelly Olynyk is out tomorrow. Colin Sexton is questionable, but the big one is, of course, the big fella. Zion Williamson is out for COVID protocols. Um, you would have to expect that a couple of games are going to be missed here from Zion, which is not great. But for Washington, we thought we might get Delon Wright back. Ah, psych. It's not Delon Wright. It's Rui Hachimura that returns. So how Hachimura feeds into the minutes that Denny Avdia was getting, we don't know. Porzingis remains questionable in that game while Delon Wright is out. Anthony Davis, some weird updates. He's traveling with the team. He's getting work on in the hotel. He's not in a boot. He's not at shoot-around. I actually don't know what it means. Is it good news? Is it bad news? I, I cannot tell you. It's, it sounds good. Like, why is he with the team and traveling and not in a boot if it's not bad news? But why are we getting zero updates? Why is the only thing we're hearing like a month or bracing for longer period? I don't know what is going on with Anthony Davis and his foot. And it remains confusing. And we are getting close to a week since the injury without an actual update on what the injury is from the Lakers, which is frustrating. Some front office stuff. Travis Schlenk. It looked like I thought initially the tweet was suggesting that he got promoted. He didn't. He stepped away from his duties. So Landry Fields is moving into the GM role. So he's going to be working more as an advisor and for personal reasons. So he's not going to be working as a full-time employee of the Hawks anymore, more of an advisor role rather than the GM. I don't know what that means for... Yeah, Woj's tweet was like... Uh, we love these when Woj and Shams tweet these things that are clearly put out by the people involved or their agents. Like, yeah, Travis Schlings does such a great job. He made, yeah, got talent, including Trey Young, and got to the Eastern Conference Finals, which in context, without context, sounds great. But of course, he traded away Luka Doncic to get Trey Young, and the Eastern Conference Finals was a little fraudulent, I would guess. And then we had one from um, Shams talking about the Pistons signing general manager Troy Weaver to an extension, which happened apparently months ago. And then the rest of it is, you know, since his arrival, they've accumulated strong young talent in Cunningham and Ivy, Duran, Stewart, Bay, along with the trader Boyan Bogdanovich. Doesn't mention they've got the worst record in the NBA over that time frame and are currently sitting with eight wins. Or that this was announced months ago. It's always got to read through the lines of these breaking news tweets and who's putting that info out there. Oh man, Troy Weaver's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sick. But... You know, that is clearly just a puff piece press release. 
Also, Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, that free agent signing. The NBA found that there was tampering involved. Like, no shit. And they penalized them a 2025 second round pick, which probably means nothing. So, yeah, that was all of that news that went on. We've got so much to talk about, though, because there are, of course, 11 games that we need to talk about. Let's... Uh, this rain, oh, I can't believe what's going on out here. Anyway, the first game, the Milwaukee Bucks. They took on the Cavs, and the Cavs got them. They beat them 114-106. Cleveland gets that victory. Um, we had no uh, James Christian Middleton, of course, for the Bucks, still dealing with that knee soreness. We had them starting once more, Marjan Beauchamp, who had 11 points with three threes in 20 minutes. And interestingly, George Hill's been out of the rotation the last two games. That, that is interesting. Javon Carter was the guy that was starting for Middleton, but now he's only getting 22 minutes, six points with two threes. As for Giannis, 63% from the field. That's exactly what we want. That's why he's here. Free throws, 69%. Giggity. But he had 45 and 14, four assists, one steal, two blocks. Much better stuff. Drew played 37 minutes for nine, nine, and eight. Two steals, two blocks. Horrendous with both percentages. And Lopez had 14 and six with two steals and a block. Should you be worried with Punch Bob? Yeah, a little bit. 19 minutes, six points, six rebounds, a steal. Yes, I know that he's put up good ranking numbers last season. So far this season, before today, he was a top 100 player. But context, it's always about context. Last season, Lopez was out all year. All right, that's how we got the numbers. This season, Middleton's been out most of the season, but now they're basically fully healthy. And we are seeing his minutes decrease, decrease. And Middleton's still not even here yet. It is a decline in production from Portis. He is still a guy to roster. But instead of being that guy that you look at as like, oh, he's a seventh round guy or an eighth round guy, which is clearly ridiculous, he's going to be, a, I think he's going to be a back end round player. Six and six in 19 minutes is not great. He played fewer minutes than Connaughton, Carter, and Beauchamp. Um, and Grayson Allen, of course, who had six points with two threes. It's one to watch where Portis' value goes. For the Cavs. Good win again for Cleveland, who continued to play really well. Don Mitchell played 37 minutes. He did. Yes, there it is. He's gone. He's good. 36 points, six assists, and two steals. Now, the efficiency has started to come down a little bit. 43 from the field, but 94 from the line is great. Um, he's still ninth overall this season, exceeding everyone's, including mine, expectations. Jarrett Allen played 40 minutes, 19 and 8 for him. While Evan Mobley was in some foul troubles here, and he got 23 minutes. He didn't play well in the time that he was out there, 7 and 3 with a steal and a block with bad percentages. It's a bit of a rough go of things. He has sort of stabilized from where he was earlier in the year, although the last couple of games haven't been that good. What do you reckon we do with um, Dracaris Levert? Dracaris. Yep. Get that garbage out! Levert played 32 minutes for six points on 30% shooting. Every single game, this bloke does his shit. Well, not every game, majority of games. One steal, two blocks. They're still winning with him out there chucking like that. Okoro had eight points in two threes. Imagine a game where Isaac Okoro plays fewer minutes than you and scores more points. Two triples for Okoro. I, there's a chance I reckon Isaac might stick in that starting role, even when Stevens returns. He's been relatively solid. We also got 29 Kevin Love minutes, largely because Mobley was in foul trouble. He only had nine points, nine rebounds, five assists with three threes. Love still is rostered in far too many 12-team leagues. He's not remotely close to it. He's like a 14 to 16-team league guy. While that's about it. Oh, Garland, 23 in 37 minutes for him with two assists. Not his best night. He's sort of settling as a top 40 player at the moment. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by NHTSA. Did you know the driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. 
Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. If you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your co-workers can tell, your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI, paid for by the NHTSA. Let's go to the second game of the day, blowout here. Sixers win over the Pistons, 113-93 is the final score. Marvin Bagley had one of the weirdest Marvin Bagley lines ever. And I say that. He played under 20 minutes. Okay. That's sort of what we're getting from him. It is relatively Marvin Bagley-ish to have 10 and 10. No steals and no blocks. That's pretty Bagley. But he was 7 of 8 from the line for 88%. You don't see that from him that often. And then he was 1 of 5 from the field. Just a complete inversion of percentages from Bagley. Bagley is still being rostered in too many 12-team leagues. And guess what you can do with him? Get that garbage out of here! Jalen Duran's a clear 12-team guy. The seven points, that's not great. He finally didn't have double-digit rebounds, just eight of them. Added four assists, but he's playing the big minutes, and that's what's important. We also got good minutes from Killian Hayes, who was questionable heading into this one. 34 minutes for Killian, 12-2-4, a steal and a block on 40%. Much better. I do believe that he remains a 12-team league player. While Isaiah Stewart, ugh, it's a little rough for him at the moment. Fouls got him, but only 22 minutes, 6-5. and five. In a 10-team league, you can jack him off. Get that garbage out of here! In a 12... It's borderline. Let's talk Jaden Ivey because we look at his line and you start off and you go, oh, great, 18 points, mate. He's turned the corner. And then the reason why he is not a particularly strong category league player is in the rest of the details. One three, three rebounds, one assist. He did have two steals, but he shot 39 from the field and 50 from the line, three of six, which kills the value. And that is why, even though there will be better scoring nights, that is why he's not necessarily a must roster player in 12-team categories. Points, he is and has been. Categories, there's a lot of hurt that he does. Think Karis LeVert. Like, that's the sort of player we're maybe looking at here. But I do think it is going to improve as the season goes on. So your ability to stash and hold him is going to come down to your standings and if you can absorb this nonsense for a bit of time. They made a change to the rotation. Corey Joseph was taken out, hallelujah. And they brought Hamadou Diallo in, who had seven points in 12 minutes, while Alec Burks played only 12 minutes for seven points of his own. Low minutes for Bogdanovich as well in the blowout. For the Sixers, there's not much to talk about, so I'll probably just only talk for five or six minutes straight. 22-10-6 with four blocks for Embiid. Jim Harden had 15-2-8. Solid numbers there. My man Toby Harris, the thick hogsman, only played 21 minutes. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 17 points, though. 67%. The buy, no, the sell high window, wide. Very widely open. Because this shooting... I think he's shooting 59% from three in December. It, it is not going to remain like this. I guarantee you he's not actually thriving on big usage, which is a way I could have seen his numbers really supercharged with Maxi out, but that's not happening. It's just insane efficiency, and it is going to fall, and it is going to fall a lot, 100%. It might not fall 100%, but I 100% guarantee you it is going to fall. Melton played 24 minutes. 12-9 on 36%, which is rough with two threes. We also got 32 Shake Milton minutes. Don't get fooled there. It's a blowout. You don't need to have him in a 12-team league. 9-5-5 five, and five for Shake. Well, PJ Tucker went scores, but had 10 boards. And the rest of the box score, 
he's really a little bit of a mess. We also got 27 George Niang minutes with Toby Harris. Um, seeing his minutes limited, a little bit of foul trouble for Toby, but also the blowout didn't necessitate him playing anything more than that, really. The next one we look at is the Toronto Raptors getting the victory on the road against the New York Knickerbockers. A team with a long losing streak beats a team with a big winning streak. So for Toronto, let's talk about the good. 41 minutes for Pat. Oh, that's not good. But 41 minutes for Pascal Siakam, 52, 9, and 7. 68 from the field, 89 from the line. He's the 11th ranked player in points leagues this season. He's not quite as good. Um, he's not quite as good in category leagues, but he's still been awesome. He's a top 20 player, and he's really taken his game to another level. Fred Van Vliet, this I think counts as a good shooting knife for him. 42%, but 28 points, four threes, four assists, three steals, and a block. Filled it up everywhere else. And despite all of the hand wringing, he is back inside the top 50 for the season, and he's 13th over the last week. The Jedi had 15 and 6 in 36 minutes. OG Ananobi. But what about Scarves? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Just quickly, Chris Boucher, you can't trust him. See you later. 13 minutes, 2 points. Drop, drop, drop. One show played 28 for 4 points. And Malachi Flynn played 26. I like that they gave him 26. But with Gaz Trent out, that's probably the reason. Just keep an eye on Flynn in the rotation. And do we need an honest conversation on Scotty Barnes? Because I'm telling you, he was actually, like, not forget fantasy. He was dreadful. Like, he was terrible. Team worst, minus 16. The next worst was Van Vliet at minus five. Two points on 10% shooting. No steals or blocks, no threes. Six rebounds, three assists. He's the 100th ranked player this season. He's 135th over the last week, and he just looks dreadful. Now, this is... Please hear me when I say this. Really listen to what I say. I was talking about Masai never getting into criticism and how he skates by, even though there are clear holes in, in he's a great GM, and he, but he makes some missteps, right? He does for sure. And someone replied to me saying, well, how, I don't know how you can possibly criticize him. He just drafted the rookie of the year. I said, yeah. So does Sam Hinkie. He drafted Michael Carter-Williams. And I'm not just saying that Scotty Barnes is Michael Carter-Williams, but he doesn't look anywhere close to the player that was in the running for rookie of the year last season. He just looks bad. He, the shooting showed some improvements at the start of the year. That's gone away. The defense, not as good as it's made out to be. I don't think he can be a full-time point guard. I don't know what he is. I don't know where, where we go. I'm not writing him off at all. Like, at all. And you're definitely not dropping him in fantasy. In fact, it, for me to say it, and you know that I'm, I'm not the biggest Scotty Barnes like fan in terms of what he is as a player, as a person, love him. Great bloke. Fantastic. We can't get these things confused. But I'm not the person who thinks he's got as much ability as others do. But I'm still saying he's a buy low. Like he is better than this. And I am convinced this ankle is playing a problem. But he's lost all confidence. Everything's gone. He can't do a thing. And they rightfully bench him because he's bad. I don't know where it goes from here. I think it'll turn around. But it is, I think we might be in for a little rough period of time if we're not there already. For the Knicks, Ron Barrett played 46 minutes. Why did he even bother sitting for two minutes? Softcock. 30 points, four triples, five rebounds, five assists, 58 from the field. The 67 from the line is not great, but he has been much better lately. And then with Crinton, Crinton? No, no, his name's actually Quentin Grimes. With Quentin Grimes out. This briefcase and this haircut. Emmanuel quickly started, and it looked pretty rough early on. He was just getting ignored, never touched it. But quickly played 35 minutes. That's what we love. 20 points with six threes on 70% shooting. If Grimes remains out, quickly is worth a stream. Just be, be prepared for disappointment. Mitchell Robinson played only 25 minutes. They went to Hardenstein, and normally I'd agree with that, but I thought Robinson was much better than him. 
10 points for Robbo with three blocks, while Hartenstein had two points and seven rebounds. And Brunson only had seven points on 21%. Rough, rough night there. While Randall dropped in 30 and 13 with just an abysmal four of nine from the from the line. But the quickly for Grimes thing is a big difference because obviously one's a offensive gunner and the other one's a defensive player. And I think that might have had somewhat of an impact here on the, your New York Knickerbockers. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Better Help helps you get through life's challenges. That's what therapists are there for, to help identify the cause of problems and mental anguish and help you get customized and productive coping strategies to help you deal with these challenges that life throws up every single day. NBA players are always looking for an edge and ways to help themselves. And part of that is through therapy. And you, every person, every regular person can deal with this or needs this to help them deal with things in their life. It is such an important part of life is having proper mental health and coping strategies. And that's what BetterHelp provides you. They are the world's largest therapy service and BetterHelp has matched 30, not 30, can't even read, 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist as well. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist match. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on MBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on MBA. While I was reading that ad, I was like, I just had a joke in my head, which I couldn't drop in the middle of that ad, but I'll do it now. So I'm sounding like, you know, I can't even read. And it's that ad of that, that skit from a Australian show, which none of you have seen, I'm sure, called Black Comedy. It's like, yeah, I can't even read. What's this then, slut? And if you don't know what that is, just go on YouTube, what's this then, slut, and watch it and see how you, see, see how you go. But that's what was going through my head as I kept a straight face because I am a professional. Let's go on to the next one. The Indiana Pacers, they were up much bigger than this against the Celtics. 117-112 was the final score. They get over the line as the Celtics continue to lose to bad teams continually. Um, I don't know what's going on with them. It's it's weird. But anyway, let's talk about the Pacers first. Aaron Neesmith, 28 minutes, 15-6-3 with two steals. It didn't come with crazy defensive stats. It didn't come on crazy shooting. It was just, it was a plus 16 best on the team. He just did what he needed to do. Ah, oh, I guess it was a revenge game. That's what it was. That's good enough to be a 12-team league stream option. I wasn't convinced. I'm not fully convinced. But that was good. Miles Turner had some foul trouble. 10 and 6. He's block rate. Straight in the toilet at the moment. It's nowhere to be fine. He can't block a shot. It will come back. So it's a little bit of a buy low. Nembhard is a clear drop, even though he played 34 minutes. 8, 5, and 5. While Sticks, Jalen Smith. More minutes because of Turner and Isaiah Jackson out of the rotation, which is an L. Eight and nine in 21 minutes for Jalen Smith, while Halliburton had 33, three and eight with six threes. Great game from him. Um, let's talk about Humpty Dumpty, Benedict Matherin. Bad, like just a really bad game. Seven and four, 24 minutes, 33% shooting. Didn't get to the line, didn't get an assist. We know he's struggling. 197th for the season in category leagues, 128th in points leagues. And much like Ivy, it's just a hold to see what else comes. If you're even in a good spot, like not a must roster at all in category leagues and things are falling away and he lost out a little bit with Duarte back. This is Duarte's second game back, 14 points, four threes for him. We're not looking at him as a 12-team league guy either. Okay, let's go to hmm, the Celtics. Jason Tatum was back 41 in 41. Four threes, four assists, two steals and a block. 
Excellent from the field, excellent from the line. You know what that reminded me of? 41 and 41. There was, I talked about it earlier about that Tom Haberstrow tweet about stars not playing games. And the way that people get things in their head to complain about others being soft is insane to me. This is what one of the replies was on one of those tweets. was saying, yeah, the, the players, and even now, they've made the season longer. They're reducing their back-to-backs and they still rest and they're still so soft. Even in the playoffs, there's so many gaps between games in the playoffs. They're too soft. Why can't they play? I remember back in the day where it was 40 games in 40 nights. What? What? That didn't mean they played every day. That was just a marketing line. 40-day games in 40 nights was not real. It was not a real thing. It was not they played every day, every night. It was, But people get sucked into this and they believe now their Mandalorian effect what was going on in the playoffs where every team is just playing every single night. Fuck. Anyway, Robbie Williams, the rock DJ, played 22 minutes. That's encouraging. Still not starting. Hopefully soon. Six points, 12 rebounds, steal and a block. While Brogdon played 30, 18, 4, and 7, because Marcus Smart was out. Now, in Marcus Smart's place, um, Sneaky Joe Mazzula decided to start Peyton Pritchard. That worked out great, didn't it? Three points for him in 17 minutes. When you've got two other point guards, like Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, why would you get a bloke who's not even literally playing every night to be your starter? Mazzula's been good. That was stupid. Derek White, speaking of stupid, two points in 26 minutes on 0 of 7 shooting. There is no reason to have Derek White on a 12-team roster. Streaming him in today was a, was a fine move, but see you later. Not a hold at all. Brogdon is a bit of a sell high, while Horford had 6 and 6 with two threes, a steal, and a block. He's obviously in a little bit of a slump, Horf, but to me, he is clearly a must roster. Jalen Brown. JB, you've got it again. 19 and 10, but 35% shooting hurts. Two assists isn't particularly good. He's really sort of settling in now. That's not true. I still think he can drop a little bit. He's 23rd overall. I do think it will be somewhat of a drop-off for Jalen Brown. The next one, the Chicago Bulls. They're reinvigorated after punching on in the locker room. They are ready to go. They've won, I think, two straight games now. Since then, really putting up some strong, strong games. Game winner in this one from Io Desumu to get the victory over the Hawks, 110-108. Desumu, by the way, remember, was out of the rotation last game, but Alex Caruso suffered a hit in the head, had to be evaluated for concussion. He's in the concussion protocol. We don't know how long he's going to be out. He's a clear drop, by the way, Caruso. If he's going to miss time, he's not good enough to hold through it, even though he got two steals here again. Desumu stepped up, started the second half, played 34 minutes, hit a game winner, scored seven other points for the rest of the game. And had 9-3-2 and two with two steals. But people will look at that and go, ooh, 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 game winner. Do we go and add him? I, I just think the upside is so infinitesimally small that it's just not worth it. I don't think he's good enough to be worthy of that. And Kobe White still played 30 minutes, 10-4-5. and five. And remember, Dragic was out of this game too. So no, I would not rush to add Desumu because Caruso's in concussion protocol. Not not a care in the world for me to do that. Not interested. It's Bosa. It's Big him. He was a minus 13, but he had 20 and 7 with two threes. Really strong run of form here from Virtual. Levine had 22, 5 and 5, and DeRozan 28, 6 and 5. So the three main guys dropped in 20 plus. That's good. Pat Williams also had a strong game. 37 minutes, 11 and 8 with two blocks. Still the Javante Green situation. His knee is still sore and he's not playing. So Williams is getting the run at things. He's a low volume streamer for 12. He's a 14 team league guy otherwise. While Andre Drummond stepped in to be the backup center with Derek Jones Jr. out. For the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I'm just looking. Yeah, sorry. Um, Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, 38 minutes, 34, 6 and 6, 7 threes. And I bet you did not expect Onyekara Kongwu to play 40 minutes. I didn't. I was tentatively, tentatively saying, yeah, look, he's maybe a short term stream. He's maybe a stream for this game, but I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But they started him and John Collins together. He had 18 and 11 with five blocks. Probably the best game he's ever had. 
But Capella is likely back Friday. So Okongwu is fine to hold, but he's not going to be a long-term solution. DeJounte Murray's they're playing him a lot of minutes, aren't they? 40 of them here. And is it really giving us anything good? 15, 5, and 10. No threes, no steals, no blocks. He's the 116th ranked player over the last week. He's down to 36 for the season. I am not even convinced he's a top 50 player. Now, I don't get everything right. I get a lot of things wrong all the time. And I could run through plenty of these things. Like I thought Trey Young was a first-round player when he's 30th. I got that wrong. Right, but what I did say in the offseason about DeJounte Murray, everyone is talking about DeJounte Murray, absolute lock. He's so safe. How awesome he is. We're going to split the ball. And my point was, the bloke's never been a top 50 player apart from that one weird season last year in San Antonio. But we're all acting like he's this legendary, awesome player that he's just going to figure out how to do it, which sounded like bullshit to me. I bought in a little bit. I had him like end of second round, maybe maybe early third round. But realistically, he's going back to what he was two years ago in San Antonio. Like where last season he was just, you are number one now, much like Keldon Johnson. You are number one. You get all the shots, do whatever you want. And he paired that with improvements in efficiency. But this is nothing. Like this is not good at all. Like for what you might, the initial rankings came out, ESPN had him seventh in fantasy rankings and Yahoo had him 12th, which was clearly insane at the time. But like this, it's just mid. There's nothing exciting about it at all. And I'm not sure how much better he gets. It's frustrating, I'm sure. Donnery Hunter did nothing, 10 points in 38 minutes. Now, that's not fair because he had nine rebounds, which is a lot more than usual. And he had two blocks, but 40% shooting. Guess what? He isn't a 12 10 league player. While the Baptists played 21 minutes, four and seven, foul trouble for John Collins. And Bogdanovich moved to the bench, 13, four and three. You wanted to see what the impact of Murray and Collins' return would have on him. And it ter- turns out the answer is a lot. Back to the bench, minutes reduced, usage reduced, efficiency reduced. Efficiency is not their fault, but now he's sort of struggling to find out where he fits. I thought AJ Griffin was good again. Two games in a row for Griffo. 14 points with four threes and three steals. That's two really good games in a row. That's made him top 100 over the last week. I don't buy that for a second. But as a 14-team streamer, sure. Why not? I feel like jacking this entire next game off. The Nets are up by like 40 at halftime. They beat the Warriors 143-113. There's almost nothing in this game that means anything. The Warriors were without Steph, Clay, Wiggins, DiVincenzo, Jermichael Green. But we are going to talk about it because I know you're going to ask the question. Um, James Wiseman. I've already, ha- I've already started with it. Is he an ad? No. 30 points is great. Awesome. I feel so happy for the guy. Six rebounds, solid. 87% shooting, great. 28 usage, oh, there you go. There you go. That's not real, is it? 28 minutes, ooh, also not real. 50-point game at one point during this game, not real. This is, it's great that he did it. And we, I think we talked about it yesterday, saying, hey, with a lot of guys out, he might be worth a stream option. But not this. Don't get sucked in and think, well, this is it. It's fixed. He's turned it around. He's their starting center. It's 30 minutes coming down the pike. It's not. It's just a completely unrealistic scenario. And there's no way that this makes him... Now, let me rephrase that. It's no way that this, in my mind, makes him a 12-team league player. He might end up a 12-team league player, and I might be wrong with it very easily. But I look at this and go, there's no chance. Like I am not using this ad, an ad to, to grab him because of this. No, there's just too many things. Like, if we want to say that, then we're adding Patrick Baldwin for having 17 points with five threes in 23 minutes. And I'm telling you, we're not doing that. Are we adding Moses Mooney, who dropped in 17, 1, and 3? No, we're not. Are we adding Ty Jerome, who had 14, 3, and 7 in 26 minutes? 
Also, no. It's just a stupid game against a stupid team who stupidly were bad and I don't want to be stupid. So I went at him. Draymond had two points. That's great. While Kevon Looney had six and seven. I put Kevon Looney on the sell high show and he's just been like the 300th best player since then, I reckon. Just some real stinkers. Six and seven. He's not a 12-team league player. Well, Jordy Poole, ugh, that's gross. 13 in 26 minutes on 24%. But John Kaminga one-upped him. And by one, I mean, there's a lot of ones because he shot 11.1%. Four points, 30 minutes, six rebounds, four assists, and went to the locker room with his own injury. Wiggins, Clay, Dante, Green are all going to come back. There is no... This was the chance for Kaminga. This was the chance to have him in a 12-team league. It will not last long-term is my guess. For the Nets... There was no Kyrie. They started um, Joe Harris. But honestly, there's less to even take out of this Nets game. Everyone's minutes were reduced. We've got a better Royce O'Neal game. 27 minutes, 14 points, four threes, and two blocks on 71%. I'm not convinced he's must roster. I probably would still hold him. TJ Warren had 12 in 22. Like, cool. Nothing means anything in this game. Yuta Watanabe, eight points in 20 minutes. They were just so in control. No starters played the fourth quarter. I've speak, spoken for too long. I've spoken. I've spoken for too long on this game. It was a weird one. It was a bad one. The next one is the Mavericks beating the Wolves. 104-99. Doncic played 37 minutes, 25-9 and 10 with three steals and excellent free throws. We love that. That's great, isn't it? Well, Dinwiddie played 41. Well, that's a lot of minutes. 19-4-3 with four threes. And the crucifix started. Christian Wood, let's go. We're all fired up. He played 27 minutes. Like for f- 27 minutes. With no one else. I think Maxi Kleber's season's done, by the way. Surgery on his hamstring. That's, that's season over. Uh, Wood, 12-5 and five with two blocks. It's not a terrible line, but I was hoping for more. So who got the minutes? Well, Dwight Powell played 21. Like, cool. Tim Hardaway played 36 for 21 points and 4-3. If you, if you have Tim Hardaway on your roster, what more do you want? Like, you don't want anything else. Well, you love everything else, but you don't get it ever. So you got 21-4. Great. Great stuff. Bullock had eight points. One of the biggest do-nothing-with-minutes players in the NBA. When Kemba Walker, I know a lot of people added him. It made no sense. It continues to make no sense. And if you continue to hold him, you don't make sense. Four points into... That's harsh, I know. There'll be plenty of Kemba Walker holders who are watching this show. Going, ah, Josh, calm down, mate. Settle down. What are you doing, champ? Don't do that. Is this no reason to have Kemba Walker apart from you like the name Kemba Walker? He's not a 12-team consistent enough performer. When Doncic is out, we stream the shit out of him. That's it. We don't do anything else with him. Four points, four rebounds, 20 minutes, Kemba Walker, bye-bye. Minnesota, Rudy Gobert was back. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. It was back in a big way. 19 and 15, two steals and two blocks. And you know what that means we do with, Naz- with, with Nazareth Reed? Get that garbage out! Six points, two threes for Reed. He did have foul trouble, 5,013 minutes, but the role's not there. See you later. Austin Rivers. 36 minutes, 21 points, three threes, two steals. I tried to avoid talking about him, but I was getting suckered in. Like, okay, maybe we look at him in a 14-10 league. These numbers are too hard to ignore. Maybe we stream him. I hope that you saw through my doubt and said, nah, screw you, Josh. The numbers actually make sense here. And you added him because what is this? 21, 4, and 2, 2 steals, 3 threes, 62% shooting, top 60 player over the last week. Excuse me? There is no long term sustainability with this, but this is craziness. I, I don't get it. D'Angelo Russell, two stinking shooting games in a row, 8, 6, and 8. 
on 31%, while Goose had 23, 4, and 5. And Jaden McDaniels, the man incapable of scaling, 10, 3, and 2 in 32 minutes. No matter what happens, no matter who's there, this guy does the same shit. And in a 12-team points league, you can jack him. Get that garbage out of here! Jalen Noel had one of the worst games you'll ever see, especially early on. He ended up with four points on 17% shooting. And Bryn Forbes continues to look like not an NBA caliber player. Shout out to Brynneth. The next game, the Thunder, for the second game in a row, beat the Portland Trailblazers 101-98. They did it again um, with ruling out both Baisley and Giddy yesterday. And then like, psych, it's the wrong number. And then playing them. I don't know why they keep doing it. How about my man Drew Eubanks over for Portland? Came off the bench with Nurkic back. 20 minutes, 6 and 7, 3 steals and a block. Don't fall for that. But he's always a good streamer if Nurkic is out. As for Nurk, 12 and 6 in 23 minutes. A little bit disappointing there. Well, Damian Lillard had 16, 2 and 8. And Josh the Hitman Hart, 13, 5 and 2. So if I look at the, the lines, and I'm, I've got to go a little bit lower down to find the value of Anthony Simons because he had 12, 1 and 4, 36% shooting. He was a top 50 player. He's now not anymore. He's going to continue to fall. I know a lot of people believed in believe in him as a long-term guy. I don't. Not to this level. He's, the sell high is not there. I hope you executed it. Well, Jeremy Grant was also going to fall away a bit. 17-5-4. No steals. One of three from the line. Not a terrible game from Grant. But what Grant and Simons were doing was clearly unsustainable. Clearly. And it hasn't sustained. That, that's one of the easiest things you could have seen. Onto the Thunder. Shea. He was great again, but he missed some free throws, unfortunately. 11 of 13, but 27 and 6, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block, while Giddy had 13, 6 and 6 in 31 minutes. Also, a really good game defensively from Lou Dort. Offensively, was not bad. 14, 3 and 3 with 2 steals, over 2 threes, sorry. And the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Um, not bad. 15, 4 and 1. It's not great, but it's not bad. He remains in that same territory of, oh, hold him if you want, but you've got to be in a strong position to deal with it like a stash. Poku got benched after halftime for Mike Muscala. Um, I'm just never going to say he's a 12-team league pickup anymore. I, I can't with it. I don't think I've even said it for the last couple of weeks, but I just can't with this shit anymore. Six and three with two steals, while Isaiah Joe hit two threes, Muscala hit two threes, and Aaron Wiggins, who was starting and playing 25 minutes or so, played 10. You cannot predict Oklahoma City. We've got four guys we're comfortable with now, and the rest is just all over the shop. Although Kendrick Williams... 27 minutes has been getting good playing time. He could just easily sit out the next game, though. 9-7-2 and two for the Oklahoma City Mudflap with two steals. Let's go on to the next one. You know who it is. 116 Orlando. 110 Houston. The league's best team is back on track after that heartbreaking loss against the Hawks. They win it after being down early, the Orlando Magic. And it was... Um, it was the Wagners. Mo Wagner, 28 minutes, 12 and 7, 3 assists, 2 steals. Must roster player. Franz Wagner, 25 points, 4 threes, 2 steals. Good games for both of those guys. Unfortunately, Mark Alfultz was bad. Bad. 3 of 7 from the line. I'm still believing in him. But the consistency, man. Oh, no, that's not good. 11, 1 and 3, still must roster. Bol Bol, better minutes from him. 25 minutes for Bol. Eight and seven, no threes, no assists with two blocks. It is it is trending hard into a drop. If you're in a 10-team league, I, I think he is a drop. 
If you're in a 12, look, let's be get one thing clear. You cannot sell high on Val Bolt. And if you can, then the person getting him off you um, has lost their mind. You can't sell high on him. He has been found out to a degree. The team doesn't like to play in big minutes anymore. And he's going to get squeezed even further. He still can. He still provides highlights. He's still really exciting in that regard. There are too many like, what are you doing plays from Bolt? And everyone's sort of realizing that now. Um, if there is like a guy you need to make a move on a waiver wire, a long-term guy, I don't actually think you lose huge amounts dropping him. Now, I know I'm at odds with other people with this. Like Dan Bespris, friend of the show, who's been on this show plenty of times I've been on him. He's actually the opposite with Ball. He reckons that Ball's value is so low you can buy low on him. I don't think I'd bother. No, I, his reasoning is, hey, if you give up the 100th best player to get him, you're not losing anything. And I totally agree with that. You give up any of those guys, it doesn't actually matter towards the back end if you have to give that player up. Who cares? I just don't see Bowl getting anywhere near that. I think that the downward trajectory is not a blip. It's not a bug. It's a feature. I think it's what's going to happen. Um, Cole Anthony was better than full tier, but only 23 minutes, 15, 4, and 6. That doesn't mean I'm going to add him because I'm not. And Mo Bamba had 7 points in 20 minutes. Cool. For the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr., he was clearly their best player in this game, I thought. 31, 6, and 5, 3 steals, 1 block, 5 triples. A very, very good game from him. While Jalen Green was okay. Not as good, though. 21, 8, and 1 with 4 threes. And Shengun played 32 minutes. That's what I want to see. I don't care what else I'll see. 32 minutes. It's good. 13, 12, and 6. Huge dunk. Bad from the line. But the minutes were encouraging. Tari preseason. Just, I think Jalen Williams is a better stash than Eason. But he is very much just that stash. And you have to be able to absorb it. If you're first, and now you're second, and now you're third because he's not giving you anything, get rid of him. If you're still first, and it doesn't matter what he provides, then that's all That's all well and good. Eric Gordon, what are we doing with this guy? Why is he still playing? Eight points in 32 minutes while Jabari Smith had 10 and 5. But he had th- a steal. He had three blocks. He hit two threes. This is who he is. He's like a triple one block player who can add some rebounds and some scoring. Good game from KJ Martin. Close the game. 18-5 and 4 with two threes. He hasn't really been anywhere near that in any of these other games. So don't overreact too much to that for KJ, but good production all around. All right, let's go to the next one. Lakers get smashed again by the Kings, 134-120. The final score here in Sacramento. We like the beam. The Lakers were without Westbrook and Reeves and, of course, Davis. So Dennis Schroeder got another start, 30 minutes, 18 points. Not a lot else. I do think he's a 12-team league player, while Patrick Beverly played 37 minutes. He also dropped in about three too small gestures when they were down by 20. The too small de- gesture, gesture slash celebration is cringe in at the best of times. But when you're a small-ass pest on a losing team, like is it, how ba- it, it couldn't look worse. Pat, my guy, put your head in. 13-2-3 with three, three steals for Beverly. Um, we only look at him in deeper leagues. It was a good game from Lonnie Walker, really good. 19-5, and five, three threes, two steals, and a block. That's what you want from him. Efficient shooting night, good usage night, good defensive stat night. You just don't get it often enough. I think he's a fine streamer for 12s, but not a must roster in my opinion, while LeBron had 31, 6, and 11. And the big fella of the tank, Tom Bryant. 17 and 10 with two triples. He's a clear must roster across all formats. Interestingly, Max Christie seems to be getting, getting minutes ahead of Troy Brown. 26 minutes for Max, 6, 4, and 3 with two threes. Now, this doesn't matter for anything outside of like 20 team leagues, but it is important to note. For the Kings, DeMontis Sabonis had another 20 rebound game. 13 points, 21 boards, 12 assists. Great from the field, great from the line. A really strong game. His really solid, massive run continues. He remains, in my opinion, a sell high, 
But if you can't get a top 10 guy back, just roll with what's happening here because it's great. Herder bounced out of his funk, 26-5. and five. He had three steals. He shot 64%. While Darren Fox, before getting ejected, had 22-4-6. and six. But Let's talk Keegan Murray because people are going to look at this and they're going to see that he has two 20-point scoring games in the last three games, which is good enough. Prior to today, though, he was 186th in category leagues over the last two weeks. And this is a good game. There's no... 23 is scoring is good. Six threes is good. But you have to look at the reliability of that. He took more shots than anybody on this team, 17 of them. More than the eight Sabonis took, more than the 13 Fox took, more than the 15 that Harrison Barnes took. He offered one assist, one steal, and three rebounds. And still only shot 41%. It could have actually been a bigger game if he didn't shoot a low field goal percentage. He was, what, one of five on twos? So this is encouraging. It's better, but it's empty and it's based on 37 minutes and shooting the most field goal attempts out of everyone on the team. And I don't know if those two things are real. By all means, hold him, have him, roster him, no problem. Remember, he is the 170th ranked player this season. He's 180th in points leagues prior to today. So there's nothing great that's been happening, but it's starting to trend. We, we know that it will start to trend when we hit the new year for these guys like Ivy and Matherin and Murray, most likely. It'll start to improve. But there are a few things here which, you know, if you do have him and you want to sell for a top 100 guy, I'd, I'd do it. Uh, who knows if anyone's going to buy into that. The pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 20 and 8. Three threes would have been better if he didn't go one of three from the line, but good numbers there. Well, I think Malik Monk might be moving into the drop stream zone. Two points in 16 minutes. He had six assists, but nothing great there. Well, the backup center was actually Nemius Cater. 10 and 3 in 11 minutes. Watch that. Whether he can get that role over Metu, who is a DNP, or Holmes, who is a DNP. There is deeper league appeal there. I probably should have touched on Monk a little bit more. I don't mind holding him. In 10s, he's a drop if you have him there. 12s, it's very borderline. But he is sort of trending downwards now, and maybe that spot could be better used streaming. Like, not, not an incorrect decision to have him, not an incorrect decision to hold him, but probably also not an incorrect decision to drop him. All right, let's hit that last game. The Hornets, I guess, tried to keep it close in the end against the Clippers, but the final score, 126-105. Just another blowout in a huge day of blowouts. But LaMelo Ball, 37 minutes, 25-11-12, and 12, two steals and four threes. 39% from the field is bad. One of two from the line is not particularly good, but he's really making up for lost time with that game's missed early. Says, Remember the people, man, he's not coming back. He's getting shut down. Well, he's playing 37 minutes here and putting up really strong numbers. These are the performances why we had him as a top 10 player before his injury. And hopefully he gets back there. How about um, Big Dick Nick? We wanted to see what would happen when Plumlee wasn't in foul trouble or go to the locker room and Richards played 13 minutes. It's the concern. It's Steve Clifford. There's also the opponent. The Clippers don't play centers, so that hurt. But 7-2. and two. Again, if you want to hold Richards waiting, I get it. It is still more stashy than must roster, though. That cockroach himself played 26 minutes. Mason Plumley, 18 points, two steals, 78% shooting. Continues to roll as a 12-team league guy. While Gordon Haywood, 6 and 9 on 25% is pretty rough. But it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst performance here because Kelly... Actually, maybe it is worse because Kelly Oubre shot 27%. So it's better than Haywood. Oubre had 13, 2 and 2 with three steals. Played 29 minutes, but was a astonishing negative 39. I maintain that Kelly Oubre is just really a bad player. And giving him usage like they have been doing is so detrimental to anything that's good for basketball. With LaMelo back, we're going to see that ease. I maintain that he will become a droppable player, Ubre, 
and you should have sold high weeks ago. Um, we'll see what happens when Rogier is back. He will move to the bench. I know that much. Jalen McDaniels played 29 minutes, 16 and 9 with two steals. Good, good numbers. With Rogier out, there's a little bit of a boost in his value. I would hope they would give all of Ubre's minutes to McDaniels. I just don't think they'd do that. Well, PJ Washington Jr., again, a rough night. 29% from the field. 11 and 3. He is no longer must roster. You can definitely drop him. While Teo Maladon had four steals and four assists in a really weird game. Three points, no rebounds, four assists, four steals. Bad, bad stuff from the Hornets. On to the Clippers. Paul George back. All their, They played everyone healthy. Everyone's back. So we get more of an idea of what it's going to mean. And it's not great for fantasy, let's be honest. 22-8-8 for George with a steal and two blocks. That's really good. The fun guy played 31 minutes, 16-7-4. He's getting there. We're starting to get there with Kawhi, which is great. Kennard had 12 points with four threes in 24 minutes. Zubats played 23. He is rocketing, barreling towards being a drop. And if I'm in a 10-team league... He probably can go. In a 10 team, he can probably go. Because they said it, once we're healthy, we are going small. And they're healthy, and they're going small, and he's barely playing. He's like a blocks and rebounds streamer at this stage. In 12, I'd probably hold. But if you want to be bold and brash, I can see him as a drop. Reggie Jackson's not a 12-team guy. 10 points in 22 minutes. John Wall played 19 minutes for four points. He is not one of those guys. Nor is Storm and Norman Powell, who played 19 minutes. There just are not enough minutes to go around for any of these guys to establish, apart from George and Kawhi. Marcus Morris, 27 minutes for 13 points with three threes. That's good. But even Nick Batum, who went off today, 21 points with seven threes and seven rebounds. I don't have faith in Nick Batum being a 12-team league guy in 20 minutes a night. Not at all. 14 teams? Sure. I like it. 12 as a streamer on a low volume day. Sure, we can stream him and Morris and Reggie and Canard and Zubats and Powell and Mann and Wall. They've got probably nine stream options. But as must-hold players, it's George, it's Kawhi, and then Morris, Batum, like, and Zubats are probably one step below that. And then you've got Powell and Jackson and Wall below that. So it's going to be a disaster for fantasy and trying to decide oh, who do I have on these guys. Your best result is likely just going to be um, not having any of them. Let's talk about the lines of the night. The monstrous goes to Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors. Your waiver wire is Nico Batum. Your young gun is Adrian Griffin Jr. And the dud of the night is Markel Fultz. Top 10 players in category leagues as the rain starts to come down again. Number one was Siakam, followed by Sabonis, Kevin Porter Jr., Paul George, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Devonan? No, that's not how you say that word. It's Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Batum, Rivers. Now, Rivers, yeah, look, there's definite value there. But I honestly think that there's a chance he's out of the rotation soon because there are three rotation players to return. Jordan McLaughlin, Kyle Anderson, and the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, not including Towns. So if those three guys all return, Rivers wasn't in the rotation. He's been good, but does he play ahead of those players? I'm not sure. Sure, take a short-term stream on him until we hear about those guys come back, but I still can't buy it. Jim Wiseman, I've already had multiple questions. Do I add James Wiseman? No, I do not believe he is a 12-team league guy or probably even a 14-team leaguer. Pat Beverly, no thanks. Adrian Griffin, at least a 14-team league option. Quickly's worth a 12-team stream. Martin is not a 12-teamer. Ty Jerome, no. Drew Eubanks, no. And Seth Curry, absolutely not. And your top 10 players in points leagues for today. Siakam. 
Antetokounmpo, Tatum, LeBron, Doncic, Sabonis, LaMelo, Ball, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, and cousin Kevin Porter Jr. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those sexy comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.